guys. What's going on? Your host, George Mackay, back again in the studio with another great interview. I'm very excited to talk to this lady. I got a chance to see her finally wrestle back in September at uh, Revolution, and she was stellar. And uh, I'm not going to waste any more time. Please welcome to Straight Talk Wrestling, Nova. How are you? Good. How are you? I can't complain. Like I said, any chance I get to talk wrestling with any great wrestling talent, uh, it's just a big thrill for me. I love it. Thank you. It's an honor that you're considering me great wrestling talent for the uh, very little amount of time I've been in pro wrestling. Well, you know, that's that's was the interesting part, because I, I believe no matter if you've been in wrestling for three days or if you've been in wrestling for 25 years, anybody, in my opinion, that has the guts and the tenacity to step in that ring uh, earns my respect, because what you guys do is not easy in any standpoint. Absolutely. Absolutely. Not easy at all. So one of the first questions I always ask is kind of my standard go-to question is uh, I like to call it the defining moment. It's when I ask when you fell in love with this business that we're going to talk about today. Okay. Um, well, I guess I can start by saying that when I was in my early teens, I had an obsession playing WCW Revenge on my N64. Um, otherwise, it didn't. Uh, it didn't really strike me uh be falling in love with wrestling per se until about april of 2012 when i traveled to miami to watch wrestlemania 28 and when i was there in person watching wwe for my very first time i found myself less watching it for entertainment purposes but more so studying it uh, on a uh, more so of a work level where I just started to really observe the ring crew and everything happening around me, the, the interviewers, every time they go on air. And I, I really started to think at that point, maybe that was something that I can definitely do. I, I saw the, the female talent and I, I am an athlete myself and I said to myself, you know, if I if I train really hard, if I find some way to do this, then perhaps I could do it one day. I think that's that's a fantastic defining moment. I mean, going to WrestleMania, that's incredible. And, of course, playing N64, like one of my all-time favorite systems. And that's a great game, by the way. I don't own it anymore, but I used to, and I know exactly what you're talking about. That game is killer, 100%. <laughs> great, great game. <laughs> So when did you decide, so you decided, okay, this is something I can do. Who did you start training with when you decided that you were going to go full force into this? So after WrestleMania in 2012, I never really put much thought into acting on my thoughts. I was, uh, I was in tunnel vision with my current career in emergency services, and that was my focus was just putting my time in there and, and building myself there. You know, you, you really don't think that you're ever going to be what you want to be or dream to be. So there was just one random night in the wintertime in 2018, and I was at the police station sitting on the ground in the gym, stretching after a workout, and Raw was on. And again, I'm watching the female talent and a woman's match. And something just struck me and I, I said to myself you know what I'm not getting any younger here you know why not just give it a shot why not let's just let's just act on it now you know tomorrow was never promised I see people's lives change every single day in my job and you can't promise tomorrow everybody's you know 
dying and getting sick and cancer is skyrocketing. So again, this was winter 2018. So I was living in Sudbury, Ontario, and there is absolutely nothing in Sudbury to assist me wrestling wise at all. So I sent a Facebook message to uh, Tornado, who's known as Mark Bartolucci, and he runs Rock Solid Wrestling. So I know him to, he, he actually, he's a resident of Sudbury, Ontario, but travels province-wide with Rock Solid Wrestling to put on shows. That was the only contact I knew. And I knew nothing about indie wrestling at the time either, but this was the only avenue that I was aware of that could possibly get me into pro wrestling so i just sent a facebook message and lo and behold i got a response and then we set up a a meeting at a local starbucks and the rest is history the rest is great history thus far and i have to say watching you at revolution getting my first because i had followed your facebook page for a while and i had been following you on instagram and seeing all the great stuff you were doing but then getting an actual chance to see you wrestle because with me, I, I love my show so much, with so much passion in my show. I always want to scout the talent. I want to make sure, A, that they're, you know, uh, holding it down in the ring, which you definitely do, but also, B, that they're approachable. And you were both. You were absolutely great at the venue with the fans and stuff like that. And uh, this was just something that I knew we could set up and get it done. And in the ring, that match that you had that night, I, I loved it. There was not a thing wrong with it. That whole card itself was stacked to the to the... Uh, to the roof with just amazing uh, female talent and just amazing wrestlers in general. And to see you that night was something special. I actually do have a question because I posted one of the videos that night and I had a longtime Straight Talk follower, uh, a guy by the name of Sean Hill. He sent me a private Facebook message. He goes, can you ask her about the number 25? Because I'm interested to know what that that number represents. Yes, the number 25 is my identity. It's who I am. And uh, again, I've, I've been in emergency services for about uh, 10 and a half years now. And other than um, my last name, you know, you know, police services are paramilitary. So other than people calling me Benoit, um, my unit number, my ID, I'm Kilo 25. That's my call sign, Kilo 25. And uh, that's it's been my identity for the past 10 and a half years. That's who I'm known as. So it just... It made sense when I had to design my outfit or my my gimmick, my uniform, what I wanted to wear in the ring, who I am as an athlete, something athletic. Well, you know, a jersey needs a number. So I felt like 25 fit perfectly. No, it absolutely did. And uh, Sean, I know he's going to be listening to this episode. So Sean, there you go. There's the answer to your question. Um, In terms of, to go back to your story, so you had the meeting at Starbucks you, you start training, and this is one thing I'm always intrigued about, too. The first bump, the first time you stepped in that ring and you, you fell back. Because as human beings, we're not trained to fall back. We're always trained to try to catch ourselves. So yes. to, to untrain yourself to fall back, how was that experience? So the first time I actually began training uh, was winter 2018 with Tornado. However, Subri doesn't have a ring. So when I started training and learning basic chain wrestling fundamentals and even a suplex the first bump i actually took was on a bedroom mattress that was just pushed onto the floor of tornado's basement in his family room and how was that i mean that uh, wrestling ring is not easy to fall back on but a mattress on the basement floor that had to have been pretty uncomfortable as well it uh it was definitely quite the experience 
you know, we're, we're struggling not to hit and crack and break his television set and whatnot. But uh, a few months after that, actually, I ended up going to an actual rock solid wrestling show in Wasaga Beach, Snowman Mania. And that is the very first time that I stepped into a ring and got to take a bump and learn how to properly take a bump. So that that was the uh, the proper techniques I was shown other than just an in a basement and in Sudbury, Ontario, where that was the only option we had at the time to learn wrestling. So it was, uh, it was very shocking. It doesn't, uh, it's not comfortable and it does hurt, but, uh, you know, you, you are given the proper tools and techniques to execute your moves in the safest way possible. And that's something that you have to utilize every single time you walk into the ring. Right. No, a hundred percent. You're a hundred percent correct on that. In terms of gimmick, because you mentioned gimmick, we now know about the number 25, so that puts that to rest. But when you were coming up with your identity in the ring, because you mentioned 25 was your identity outside of the ring in your police services job, what about uh, your gimmick? When did you start to develop who it was? Was that your first, the character you are now, was that the first run out the gate? Or did you have other characters to kind of find her? I ended up speaking to Casey Spinelli and Giselle Shaw, at one of the Rock Solid Wrestling shows in winter 2018 when we were brainstorming and canvassing possible gimmicks for myself if I were to ever continue with this and become a wrestler. What they, what they told me is that it's definitely ha- it definitely has to be something that it's, it's who you are. You can't, you can't fake and be something you're not, especially when you're you know, 15 to 20 minutes in the middle of a match and you're totally gassed out and exhausted, and you have to find that fire within you. You can't. You won't be able to find that if it's if it's just not coming naturally. So when I began with Rock Solid Wrestling, just to get my feet wet in front of an audience, I did begin as a manager for Tornado in a heel position, and um, my name was Atomic Andy Stack. And that didn't last too long, but it, it was just um, a combination of some some words that represented where I was from the Nickel City, where the smokestack is in Sudbury, Ontario. So after that manager spot, that didn't last too long. I, I was able to get trained and come out as my own wrestler, as my own person, and I knew that I was an athlete. It's something I've been my entire life. I've been the star of the team in every single sport that I have been in. I, you know, I've gotten athlete of the month, athlete of the week. I've gotten awards. So the um, the whole athletic gimmick just came naturally for me. Especially, I'm sure you can see my move sets, my skill sets in the ring, all the material that I use. I try and be as athletic as I can. No, your, your, your in-ring ability is, like I said, it's stellar. Your speed is one thing that really impressed me the most when you were in the ring, how fast you really move, and also your power. Girl, you got some power behind you, and it's nothing, it's nothing against it. It's just like your power was wow. There's a wow factor there uh, for sure. So uh, let's, talk about, uh, let's talk about something recent that actually happened because, you know, you're from Sudbury. You're doing your stuff out there, and then when we were setting this up, we kind of had to push the date back a little bit because you were in the process of moving. I believe you moved to Barrie to kind of go, go full force with this dream. So tell me about that. 
Yes, very, very crazy. And I still can't believe that this is happening because it's, it's happening right now. And basically, since I began wrestling in matches, I began in March of this year, March 2019. So I have been driving numerous weekends from Sudbury, Ontario, all over the province, even Quebec, uh, for training purposes in the ring to better myself and my craft, but also to shows. So I am working, you know, my regular job Monday to Friday, and the second I'm done work on Friday or even uh, very early Saturday morning, I'm hitting the road every single weekend and not getting home until late Sunday night. It's extremely exhausting. It's expensive. I had a brand new vehicle. You know, the kilometers have completely racked up. And I thought to myself, you know, I'm getting really burnt out here. I want I want to keep training. I want to keep bettering myself and not just, you know, entering the ring a couple hours before the doors open to the public. And I don't want that to be my training session. I want to have, I want to be in an actual class. And and I was in January, 2019 when I took all of my annual leave at one shot and I moved out to London, Ontario, and I got regular class training just for one month by uh, Tyson Dukes at Tyson Dukes wrestling factory. Cause that was the only thing I can do that, you know, so after just being so burnt out and thinking, you know, there must be another way here, I started applying to different uh, police services uh, to transfer my position around the province uh, strategically to be uh, close to locations that had wrestling rings so that I could train nightly after my job. So, lo and behold, I ended up being able to transfer my years of service to Barrie, Ontario, and uh, November November 2019, this month, I am moved to Barrie, Ontario, and uh, now I'm enrolled with the Canadian Strong Style Wrestling Academy in Schaumburg, Ontario, with the walking weapon, Josh Alexander. Oh, Josh is my boy, man. I've had so many great conversations with him. He was actually one of the earlier guests on the show that I had. One of my, he was actually my second guest. And man, is that dude just, that's all, all kinds of talent. You got yourself a great teacher. Tyson Dukes, no slouch as well. I've had him on the show. And you had two great wrestling minds there. One in Tyson and now with Josh. You're, you're just going to, your skill set is just going to flourish 150%. I'm, I'm extremely confident that I am in good hands. Oh, you're you're 100% are. I can agree with that. I've been I've been knee deep in the indie wrestling scene now for about a solid two years, and yeah, you're 100%. That's a great choice. Congratulations on the move to Barry. That's a huge life changing experience. But to pursue your dream, I'm all about that, man. And that's there's nothing I could say but kudos to you for that. That takes some guts and some tenacity, and that's why I wanted to have you on the show. See, now it all makes sense. No, but it all makes sense. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, it's definitely a very uh, gut wrenching thing to do. I. You know, other than intelligently moving my position and transferring my my work position to another city, um, I have literally dropped everything behind and left everything behind in my hometown, my family, my friends, my dogs. So I'm um, I'm really taking a chance here. No, and you know what? It's hard to do that. And actually segues perfectly into my next question. Family support. And, you know, the friendships and stuff that you've made. So leaving that, I mean, that's a big life-changing experience. But how, how was your family in terms of supporting this side of your dream? You know, this, this, this passion that you have for wrestling. 
my family and my friends have been extremely supportive. I'm blown away at the amount of support that I'm receiving. And when I had my very first hometown debut with Rock Solid Wrestling a couple months ago, the uh, the amount of support and the amount of people that showed up was outstanding. And I'm lucky enough to have my uh, second hometown show this Sunday in Sudbury, Ontario. That's huge. This interview will drop next week, but you know what? I'll have to get you back on the show sometime, and you have to tell me how that one went again, for sure. Uh, in terms of your career, I- I'm always interested in this, because you know I've seen you, at least at Revolution, you were a face. But you have mentioned before, you've played a heel. What side of the fence do you prefer to be on? Because I know, I know some wrestlers, they play both. Some only stick to one, and some only stick to the other. Where are you? If you get a chance when you're booked somewhere, and you're going to chance to play a heel, do you love that more than playing a face, or vice versa? Oh, right now as a starting wrestler, I'm going to have to answer that. I do enjoy playing a face. I find it extremely challenging for me. And, um, you know, I am so new that there's still a lot for me to learn. So I know through my coaches that playing a heel is something completely different and I was even um, Tyson Dukes even went as far as telling me that I am not ready to play a heel yet mm-hmm. so there, there's a lot to learn in in this whole wrestling business uh, with the craft and skill sets and you know the psychology and I, I'm still so new to this that I do believe I still have to get a lot of just basic fundamentals down first and um, I'm just going to continue what I'm doing and um, hopefully bloom into a better wrestler uh, along with the training that Josh Alexander is going to provide to me and you know hopefully heal it up someday well that would be great I I hope that the uh, when you do get that heel turn I hope it'll be as epic as I anticipate it to be so let's go back to your first match so you're training at uh, rock solid and you're, you're ready to go in the ring you get the green light to go into your first match what was that feeling when you walked through the curtain for the first time right before that first match? Oh, man. I was so nervous. My first match, um, it was a, a head-to-head, head-to-head, uh, two double, sorry, head-to-head nights, um, a Friday night and a Saturday night in the London, Ontario area with Smash Wrestling. And I went against Violet Lee. I couldn't have been more nervous excited you know everything that I've I've been doing up until that point you know after that that whole month living in London Ontario receiving like that's that's the training I got I got training for a month and then I had to drive back to Sudbury and and go back to just regular life without regular training and um, I was really hoping that everything I learned in that month would assist me in that night and I think it went off amazingly, and I'm extremely impressed with what I did that evening. You know, I you know people always dream about being you know a pro wrestler, and I can honestly say that my only goal in this entire thing was to say that I wrestled a match. This like this was my goal, and at the end of that match mission accomplished i accomplished my goal anything beyond that anything where i'm at right now is all bonus well said well said that's that's huge and i I love how humble you are and the fact that you're you know you're fully committed to still learning and still growing 
Um, in terms of your training thus far, I mean, everybody kind of has their, their strong spots and has their, their weak spots. So what are some things that you're kind of working on to better yourself? Are you kind of still working on the full fundamentals of everything? Are you working a little bit more on maybe the high flying or the strength aspect or maybe even the old school like chain wrestling or submission? What's kind of the stuff that you're working on to kind of get stronger on, to kind of tighten up, you know what I mean? Yeah, the, the two major things that I'm working on right now are actually basic fundamentals and psychology. And, you know, the reason, you know, I'm already in wrestling matches and everything. You're asking yourself, why do I have to, why am I learning fundamentals still? Well, you know, my, my wrestling training has been so little and so broken up. You know, I did a month here with Tyson Dukes. You know, I did some, um, I did some fundamental training in the summer of 20... 2018 with crossbody, I believe. Mm-hmm. Yeah, crossbody and Kitchener in 2018. And just, but everything is so sporadic. Everything was so broken up that I know my learning style and I have to continuously do something to stay fresh and to stay, and, you know, to keep it current in my mind. And the fact that I, my training was so sporadic, I wasn't retaining the information. You know, I can, I can learn the information. I can learn all these moves and kill it for, for that one weekend at the beginning, you know, of a, of a February. But if I'm not getting training again until March, are you really going to remember it, right? So now that I am a regular student at Josh Alexander's training academy, I, we're, re, we're re-going over fundamentals again, but, you know, it's a lot of stuff that I already know. We're just, we're really tightening things up. We're cleaning things up. You know, there's some bad habits possibly that I developed, you know, during the ring and my matches. So we're, we're really cleaning things up in that sense. And then furthermore, uh, the second thing that we're working on right now is just psychology and uh, putting a match together and um, that's that's something that I'm not uh, I'm not too current with right now, but um, like just even as recent as last night, I, I never really had to put together my own hot comeback, and that's something that I did last night for my very first time. So things are coming along slowly, but they are coming along. And that's and that's fantastic to hear. There's there's nothing wrong with saying you know you have to strip it down and and rebuild it right. There's nothing absolutely wrong with that. Like you said, when you had that sporadic training and you were never able to really be be involved in it, uh, focused a hundred percent, you know twenty percent here, thirty percent there. There's nothing wrong with going back to get fundamentals. So again, kudos to you. That's that's awesome to go kind of tear it all down and rebuild it back up. And that's going to make you even more fantastic in the ring than I already think you are. So that's wonderful. Thank you very much. No problem. So, uh, you know what? I- I'm always intrigued by, because, uh, you know, I myself, I've never stepped in a ring, but like I said, anybody that uh, that does, you know, they have my, my eternal respect and admiration because I love this business and the sport so much that uh, having these conversations just, I get on a high. After this, I'm probably going to go upstairs and just tell my wife how fantastic the interview was because it is. It's, oh. been, it's been absolutely amazing. But um, everyone has a dream match. Everyone has that one wrestler from any time period that they would love to get in a ring to face. I'm curi- yeah. I'm curious to know what is Nova's dream match. <clears throat> I never really thought of it much, but if I had to choose someone to go against, you know what? There there's two women I have in mind, so I'm just gonna say it's a triple threat, and it's versus Tristratus and Lita. Oh. I I watched them growing up, and you know I idolize them. They're amazing. They're amazing athletes, and um, 
yeah, I would say a women's triple threat match. Uh, Nova versus Lita versus Trish Stratus. I can dig it. I can get into that. If, if Vince McMahon ever listens to this, I'm going to say, Vince, book this. Book it, Vince. One night only. Book it. Exactly. Shut up. Shut up and take my money. Huge. Um, would there be, let's, can I, can I, can I raise the ante? Could we make it a triple threat ladder match? Could we do that? Yeah, I, I, I haven't. I haven't done ladders yet. I'm okay. sure Lita would kill me in that regard. <laughs> but uh, you know what? I will gladly just lay there and take it. Hundred <laughs> percent. If there's Lita jumping at me, I will take it. <laughs> That's awesome. And in terms of like the indie match that you've had, I know you know you you've only got a few under your belt. But is there any like looking looking at your career thus far and like the huge moves you've made and the fact that to to go full force you 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 went ahead and you transferred cities, you kind of moved your whole life. Is there one match that you've had thus far? I mean, I know you mentioned your first one with Violet Lee, and she's an absolutely fantastic talent herself. Uh, I'm looking to get her on the show very soon. But in terms of what you've done so far in the ring, is there one match you look at, and you, you look back at it, and you say, you know what, up to this point, that match is my, my strongest performance, or that match so far is my strongest or my best body of work thus far? Because you know you're going to have more peaks. But yes. is, there, is there one you look at that stands out in your mind like okay that one was special for me right now yeah two matches ago actually uh which was a couple weeks ago and it was at border town pro wrestling in fort erie ontario versus jody threat and um that chick really really challenged me and i was scared am i allowed to swear here absolutely I was, absolutely <laughs> I, I was um I was scared shitless going into that match and I didn't know if, you know, my mind, my body were going to, um, you know, push for me and, or not upset me. You know what I mean? Like just not let me down. I, I was really hoping that I had what it takes to wrestle that match against Jody threat because she, she really put the heat on me on that one. I, I believe that she was purposely challenging me and, um, you know, all the work that she's done over the year and all the experience that she's gaining out in the States right now, uh, she's bringing a lot back to the province of Ontario. And I do believe that, um, that was probably my best match thus far because I nailed it. I feel like I nailed it. I, I would probably, I, I haven't seen the match myself, but if there's a clip on YouTube, I'm going to check it out, and I'm for sure that you probably did. And Jody, I interviewed her a couple episodes back. She's just fantastic. And it actually kind of segues, see, you're so fluid, Noah, you're fluid. It segues into my next question, which is actually, um, in this time period that we're in now, females in this business, in wrestling, are second to none. Females in this business are, are kicking ass, taking names, and breaking barriers down every single day. We've seen women's hells in the cells. We've seen women's elimination chambers. We've seen women's uh, ladder matches, uh, money in the bank matches. There's, there's so much. The women of NXT, the women of, uh, you know, you got Tessa Blanchard, who's probably going to be going at Sammy Callahan for the world title in Impact Wrestling. Like, this is the first female going after a world heavyweight championship. The barriers yeah. being broken down in these last two years alone are huge. But one of the questions I, I asked to Jody, and you yourself mentioned that you played a lot of sports, and so did she is that females aren't taken seriously in any of the other sports in the world. And that's sad because our women's hockey team in Canada is better, sometimes better than the men. They bring home golds almost consecutively every single Olympics. They're always up there fighting for that gold medal. Then you've got the women in the WNBA who are sometimes better than the men. But this is an interesting thought, and I just want to get your thoughts and opinions on this. 
you know, we've seen all these barriers being broke down in wrestling. And this is the one business where I think women and men are, are very equal in terms of pay and and all that kind of stuff. But when do you think the rest of the world is going to wake up and realize that, you know, women, because I have two daughters myself. And one of the things I pride myself on teaching both of my, my wonderful little angels, even though they drive me crazy sometimes, the, the one thing I pride myself on teaching them is that they can, they can do anything. They can pursue any avenue and any dream. But when you see the, the, the pay grades and all the stuff, and I don't want to get too into the ideologies of things, but what are your thoughts on the women's evolution in wrestling as it stands right now and kind of when the rest of the world is going to wake up? I, I think we're here now. We're, we're really here. And um, especially with the, uh, you know, the WWE pushing the re- women's revolution and, uh, you know, making some of the women uh, the main event matches of some pay-per-views. I, I think we're here now. And, um, you know, it's a shame that it, it took this long. I, you know, I'm a realist and I believe that it's, you know, obviously due to history, that's what's dictated it. But at the same time, you know, the Canadian me can relate it to hockey. And, um, you know, we want to see violence. We want to see um, people that are strong. We want to see power. And, uh, again, it's just that, that, that fierceness and that violence and the roughness. And, uh, you know, now we have a lot of female wrestlers around here and you know they're they're strong they're built they're athletic and they're able to execute a lot of skill sets and moves and their material has has increased and we are able to demonstrate that that talent and ability so i i truly believe that we are here now you know here we are I love the answer to the question. I think you're 100% right. Exactly. Here, here you are. And I think it's only going to get stronger. It's only going to get better. And I just wish the WWE would give me another all-women's pay-per-view. I mean, it was, <laughs> evolution, was, evolution was a decent first effort. There was some matches that I really didn't care to see, but there were some matches that I really loved. And I just wish that they would give me another one. You know, you want to push this revolution along, you, you should be making this a yearly thing. It should almost be like the all-women's WrestleMania, if you really think about it, right? And, yeah. and I've only seen it once. So I, I And I, I hope to see Tessa Blanchard donning that Impact Heavyweight Championship. Oh, uh, yeah. She, she's killing it right now. Oh, she's, she's fantastic. She's amazing. And, and the, the funny thing is, is that I actually met her dad uh, at a convention in Kingston uh, back in the summer around Father's Day weekend. And I said to him, I said, man, your, your daughter, she's just incredible. He goes, I know, right? I don't know where she gets it from. I go, well, you're a legend in your own right. He goes, yeah, but she can run circles around me. There's all the stuff she's doing now, I could never do. And I was like, wow, really? And that's like, and that's her dad, and I get that. He's going to compliment her. But you know what? Looking in hindsight, Tully was a fantastic talent, but he's right. Tessa, Tessa's got that little extra something. You know what I mean? She's Yeah, and what I, what I respect about Tessa, too, is that, you know what? Like, in life, you're going to, you know, cross paths with people who have things just handed to them, and that's how they are successful. But there are other people in life who have to work for what they want to become successful. And, you know, Tessa has really, really worked her ass off for this. You know, you know, she started wrestling. Um, you know, she didn't stop there. Like she's, she's training her ass off in the ring and in the gym. And, you know, I follow her on social media and it just really never stops. She doesn't stop. And I, I truly, truly respect that. 100%. I actually do have one question that I, I'm not sure uh, how your answer is going to be, but I'm going to ask it anyways. In terms of your current career now in the police services and your dream of wrestling, if there's ever an opportunity to wrestle full-time, 
would you give up your <laughs> other portion of your life? That is truly a difficult question. And it, it's one of those things that you're only going to be able to make that decision if it were to ever happen. Um, I do believe that the possibility is always there. Um, I, I want to, you know, keep things, I want to be mindful that, you know, right now I've, I work towards about 10 and a half to 11 years of my pension. So I, I am a realist. I do look at the future. It's going to have to take something immense, you know, I, something gargantuan, a, a big, big talent agency, a big business to offer me something for me to take a step away from uh, what I do now. Um, but at the end of the day as well, again, I, I am living by, you know, just taking some risks and taking chances and tomorrow isn't promised. You know, there's going to be that window of opportunity in pro wrestling and, you know, the door may open one time and it may never open again. So at the end of the day, I mean, it's a, it's a very difficult thing to think about. You want to... You want to tell yourself at the end of the day that, you know, the job or a job similar to it is always going to be there at the end of the day. You know, people are always hiring, but it, it'll definitely have to take an immense contract or, or something, a big, big, big opportunity for me to step away from what I'm doing now. I think I'm balancing everything appropriately right now, um, but I am extremely interested to see where this is all going to bring me in the future. I mean, who knows what will happen. That's right. Like you said, you've said it a couple times during the episode. Tomorrow is never promised. But I am, I am also curious. A big gargantuan, you know, big business. Does that mean that the WWE is the end game, or would there be any other promotion that you could see yourself in if the opportunity were to come? I mean, I'm always, I, I, I'm a realist as yourself, but I always like kind of playing these fun what if games, if you will. The WWE is definitely something that you know I've, I've watched since childhood. So it's. You know, I naturally would love to be there, as would any wrestler, I'm sure. But, you know, AEW, they're, they're coming up there now, and, you know, here they are. And I, I'm truly, truly enjoying watching AEW right now, and I think, uh, I think they've got some big things going for them right now. Oh, yeah, John Moxley versus Kenny Omega at Full Gear. Oh, my God. Yeah. I, I, I was <laughs> exhausted was after that match. I literally, I had to take a step back. I had to just go drink some water. <laughs> I was, I felt like I was in the ring. I, I literally was sitting there. I was breathing heavy. I was sweating. I was pacing. I didn't know what was going on. It was just, that that match blew my freaking mind. Yeah, I mean, you can you can almost feel the mouse traps from your from your couch. <laughs> oh, don't don't mention ma- mouse traps. I'm getting I'm getting all kinds of tingles <laughs> on my back right now. Oh, don't do it. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, one final question that I didn't ask, and then I think we're going to wrap this one up because it's been an absolute blast. But I want you to go enjoy the rest of your night. Early influences. I never asked. I know you've been watching WWE since you were childhood. You yes. did mention Trish and Lita, but is yep. there any other wrestler that you kind of gravitated towards? Yep, hundred percent, Jeff Hardy. Oh, yes, the rainbow-haired warrior. Yeah, I mean, especially in the Attitude Era. But Jeff Jeff and Matt Hardy, they, they were so awesome. Um, I'm not too sure why, you know, I, I, uh, I favor Jeff over Matt, but I have truly uh, looked up to Jeff 
and his acrobatics and all that he's done. And I, th- I thought that, you know what, it would be so, so cool if one day that I, you know, I can at least execute some type of flip from the top corner. You know what I mean? Like that would be, that's another, that's another uh, goal, I guess, that I set for myself. That would be so cool. I think you'll get there one day. And I, I hope I'm in the audience to see that happen and to be able to record some amazing footage and uh, break the internet with that clip. Cause I think it'll be awesome. Uh, and if there's anything that like, if, if at any show down the line, a young girl or a young boy comes to you and says, you know, I love you. I am a huge fan. Uh, is there any advice you could give me to getting into this business? Because you yourself, you rolled the dice and you took some huge chances. What might you say to that young fan? that about this business i mean i know yourself you're just getting into it again you know full time and all that stuff making the move but we're talking again what ifs down the road what would be the one piece of advice you could give to that fan i would just tell them to um, just make sure that they steer on the correct path in life Um, you know know who your friends are Uh, i just i i would really want them just to keep very positive influences in their life Um, keep your eye on the prize you know obviously stay active eat properly and, um, you know, start looking into wrestling schools or, you know, something, you know, of the sort that could, that could take them at their young age, even gym, you know, gymnastics that I would hundred percent benefit, benefit them now. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. A hundred percent. Well, Nova, what can I say? This interview has been an absolute amazing honor to sit down and talk with you. Uh, I appreciate you taking out the time. I hope you had fun. I had a blast. Thank you very much. It's been, it's been an, it's been an honor. All right, thank you very much. And I just want to take this time to uh, let you know officially you are now a member of the Straight Talk Wrestling family. Anytime you want to come back on the show, you just shoot me a DM on Instagram and we're going to do it all over again. Sounds good. All right, you enjoy the rest of your night, my dear. Thank you, you too. Bye-bye. Bye. All right, guys, that was Nova. What can I say? That interview was incredible. This is a young lady who literally picked up her whole life and moved it from Sudbury to Barrie to follow her dream. And that's the kind of passion I love. That's the kind of people I want to bring to your attention. That's the kind of people that need to have a fan base behind them. So as you guys always appreciate me, appreciate her, follow her on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at Nova Wrestling. She is just stellar and fantastic. As always, I had so much fun talking wrestling. I always love talking wrestling. And thank you for everyone who took the time to listen to this episode. Don't forget to tune in next week because it's going to be another killer. As always, I'm your host, George McKay. Thank you so much for listening. And I'll, hear, I'll see you guys again next week. Peace. Thank you for listening. Tune in next week for another episode on Spreaker, Stitcher, Spotify, iTunes, Google Play, and iHeartRadio. Also follow us on Facebook at Straight Talk Wrestling, on Instagram at Straight Talk Wrestling, and on Twitter at underscore Straight Talk. And for all our merchandise, you can search us on ProWrestlingTees.com. Oh.